Hi, I'm Andy Moore, your Friday host of the 8 O'Clock Buzz. Thanks for spending your mornings with us. We love bringing you this blend of art and music and news and politics and, and more. In return, we ask that you spend a little to support this show. And it's easy. Go to wortfm.org slash donate. So long, 2023. Don't let the door hit you. Um, we're not going to live in the past or the present anymore. We're going to march right into the face of the year 2024 now. Or I should say the political year. Joining us to lead that parade is UW Madison School of Journalism professor and REM fan Mike Wagner. Mike, welcome back to the Friday Buzz and Happy New Year. It's great to be here. Happy New Year to you. I have to say one of my crowning achievements in Madison was, was singing that song uh, with the Gomers during Gomeroki back when I was I would have loved to have seen that. Um, it was fun. Oh my God! What a what a blast from the from the past to even think of those shows. That's fantastic. Um, before you want to give us a few bars of it now. <laughs> oh, that's that. okay. That's all right. I'm going to put you on the spot uh, in, a, in another completely unrelated topic from before we get into politics. Your academic trail includes two stops at genuine sports program schools, Nebraska and IU, Indiana. Regular listeners know how much I despise Bo Ryan and his kneeling legacy, Greg Gard. Uh, not as people, but as basketball program people you're going to kill me for asking you this but what, what do you think of the ba- badger basketball format well you know i think it's it's reliable right yeah it's, um you're yeah. you're likely to be in almost every single game and if you're in every single game you, you're going to win <laughs> you know quite a few of them if you've got a couple mm-hmm. of good players they usually do and so it's not the most exciting it's not the uh, motion offense and uh that, yeah. that i had you know for so many years but it's 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 reliable. It's it's not my favorite brand of basketball to watch, um, but you know they count how many you won more than they count how mm. you won them. Leave it to a scholar to find just the right word. I I think you really nailed it. Um, and and there's I I I suppose it's really hard to argue with reliable. Okay. Um, but uh, thank you for that for that insight. Um, but in, in, now to uh, politics in 2024. In, in the intro to the show, I, I forecast a lot of political gloom and doom for 2024. Generally speaking, do you Probably think right. we're in for a rough political ride? I think so. I, I think it's going to be um, a year where those who are losing power are going to do anything and everything they can to try and keep it, and that's likely to get quite ugly. And what would be your definition of losing power? How do we know who, if 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 you're that person, how 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 are they losing power? So you can lose power by losing an election, and then contesting that you've lost, or continuing mm-hmm. to contest that you've lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can lose power when uh, a court makes a decision mm-hmm. uh, that takes away mm-hmm. a, a power. Um, you can lose power when the court of public opinion uh, mm-hmm. changes. Um, you can lose mm-hmm. power when your colleagues stop stop listening to you, and all, all of those things I think are potentials uh, for various folks in in twenty twenty. And each of them resonate um, in in, the, in a very present way um, as you as you as you listed those off. Um, it, it, but this polling, uh, and we'll be drifting into the presidential election, I'm sure, here in the next um, the period of time in our conversation, but this polling just says a small majority of Americans don't want either a Biden or a Trump candidacy. What do you make of that? Well, people are often dissatisfied with their political leaders. Um, 
you know, Congress has been extraordinarily unpopular for several decades. Um, most presidents in the last, um, you know, in, in our century have kind of hovered, you know, around 50 percent uh, short of extraordinary events like 9-11 um, or been under 50 percent uh, for, for the most part, except, you know, for, for President Obama. And, and so, um, you know, it, it's not surprising to hear this. Um, we have uh, a media world where there are uh, outlets that will give you a 24-hour stream of negative news about one of those two folks. Um, and so the, 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 the anti-base is built up pretty strong against both. It's very hard for, for presidents and presidential candidates to persuade um, folks to come to their side uh, as compared to how it was um, before uh, our, our century began. And so, um, you know, it's not surprising to hear that. It's also the case that, you know, they're both, you know, um, in, uh, in, in near the end of their lives compared to most folks, uh, you know, in the country. And so, you know, I think some people are worried about age. Some people are worried about anti-democratic behavior. Some people are worried about actual political positions on issues and all of those things. Yeah. Um, don't lead to a whole lot of positivity toward presidential candidates. If you're just joining us, I'm talking with UW Madison School of Journalism, Professor Michael Wagner. Okay, all a professor on university winter break needs is homework, but I, I yeah. ask you, and you graciously agreed to come prepared to share two state political predictions for 2024 and two national political predictions. Will you share one of your state predictions now? Sure. Um, after the redistricting is redone, um, the Republicans will hold on to both the Assembly and the Senate, so uh, in in the state. So I, I think that it will it will matter. I think the Democrats are likely to make some gains in Wisconsin after uh, the maps are redrawn, but I don't think it's enough to shift majorities in either. You actually provided two political predictions in one there, uh, Professor. Um, I want you to get your money's worth. You, you can say that again. Um, it, it, the, 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 the political prediction I heard inside the political prediction uh, was that there would be maps drawn at all. I, I, of course, uh, the, it, with the decision last week, um, this is now in motion. But with a March deadline, I'm just so cynical about the hullabaloo that is coming in the days ahead to to actually make new maps. Um, you, you seem to believe that, that that's, that's going to come off. I, I think that the majority party might well worry that if they don't do this, the court will just do it for them, and they oh. don't want courts. Oh, sure. That's um, that's sort of the the loaded gun, isn't it? It it, it could be. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Um, but uh, and Republicans um, is staying in the majority with some Democrat. Democratic gains. That's, uh, that's, I think there'll be some modest gains, but but no, nothing to change the majority. Should we be surprised by that? I think a lot of people anticipating new maps like everything's going to flip. I, I think that's the feeling, but you know, part of the way districting is done, you know, still has to be about compactness of the district and the and the contiguity of the district, and so Democrats tend to live a little bit more in Madison and Milwaukee. Now, there are plenty of Democrats in other parts of the state, um, and, and this will uh, affect, um, you know, who wins some elections. It'll affect how close other elections are, which might then, well, influence who candidates end up being on, on the right and the left in different districts. But I, I don't think that um, Democrats, uh, 
and, and where they live is, is spread to the point where we should expect them to have majorities in, in the state. I, I don't mean to take us too, too, too far into the weeds on this prediction, but given what, you, what you've just shared, um, how does one um, explain um, statewide victories like uh, the most recent Supreme Court race, the 11-point victory by the liberal, it, 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 the, the statewide wins of, of people like Tony, Tony, Tony Evers and so forth? Well, there are more Democrats than Republicans in, mm-hmm. in, in, in the state. And, and so, but since they live more compactly, yeah. they, it's not an advantage in races that have district lines. When it's a statewide race, Democrats have the advantage. Okay. Um, when it's, you know, mm-hmm. when you have to take into account mm-hmm. different counties in Northwest, North Central, Northeast, you know, Central Wisconsin, um, you know, then uh, the, those, those statewide advantages are less relevant. Oh. It, it, it's it's like how Donald Trump has never won the popular vote, but won the president. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's the same kind of. Yeah. Okay, um, Professor Wagner's second state political prediction for twenty twenty four. I would I think that um, Robin Voss, the uh, Assembly Speaker, is, is likely to make good on his promise to begin to eliminate DEI positions that are state positions uh, around around Wisconsin. So uh, positions related to diversity, equity and inclusion uh, are likely to be eliminated, at least in name, um, if not uh, outright uh, in substance. Well, that's um, that's uh, quite a prediction. And, and you, what, are, what are you basing that on? He had success at a place that you would think would be his least likely place to be successful, which was the university. Yeah. And so the university tends to say, you know, we have academic freedom. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the governor actually sued over um, the the lack of willingness to uh, execute the the pay raises and other elements of, of, of an agreement that had already been signed and passed by the you know signed by the governor and passed by the legislature, Voss was able to hold that back over the over the argument that the university needed to eliminate its DEI positions. The university could well have held fast and they could have let the court case play out, uh, which they they may well have won since. Um, I, I've, I've not seen a court ever say that it's okay for a government to pass something and then not do it. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, the fact that he started with the university and won, I think, makes it more likely he'll be successful at, at other elements. That's so interesting. Uh, for most, uh, for many uh, conservatives, uh, the university is the poster child for DEI. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's right. Um, you know, I, I, and I think that um, sometimes the unintended consequences of this and how many DEI programs are, are geared toward rural students, first-generation college students, and, and others might, might be a bit of a surprise to those who, who think what they're doing is uh, eliminating discussions of, of race uh, on, on campus. The, those are two very um, sturdy um, uh, predictions, um, Mike. Um, and, of course, we know we are uh, recording this into the digital information Great. machine. Um, and um, December 29, 2024, we'll be here in the blink of an eye, and we'll be seated, and we're going to play these back, and we're gonna, <laughs> and, and you're going to be, you know, awarded the, uh, the genius grant. I'm, I, 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 that's my prediction. But on to national uh, politics. I, I, I think um, it's the national uh, political spectrum in 2024 that's going to send a lot of us hiding under our beds um, come Monday morning. What's one of your 2024 national political predictions? I think the Supreme Court is not going to be able to avoid the issue of whether President Trump can appear on ballots in primary elections. Now that more states have weighed in and taken different positions, I think the Supreme Court is likely 
going to have to step in. And I suspect, I'm not a court expert, so this is just blind guessing, but I suspect the court will say that since the president has not been found guilty yet of insurrection, that he can't be taken off the ballot. But we'll, of course, have to see what happens. Um, and that is, is, is rolling is rolling along. Um, and so as uh, uh, timelines go with uh, 2024 predictions of this sort, it, we, we, we're we going to begin to, to hear and see more about that sooner rather than later, wouldn't you say? I think I think they're going to have to. Yeah, I think their hand is kind of being forced to, you know, Michigan made a different decision than Colorado. Maine also now has said that, that the former president can't appear on the ballot. And so I, I think they're forcing the court's hand. You know, you, you, you told me um, uh, that you, you wanted to give us uh, our, our money's worth. So um, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and try to get a freebie here. Um, what do you think the high court will decide when it comes to the primary ballots uh, status of uh, former President Trump? So here, you know, and, and I'm not a Supreme Court expert, so this is just a, a citizen making a guess. But I think that they'll say that since the president, the former president has not been found guilty of insurrection, it's not appropriate to take him off the ballot. That, that'll be my guess. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't think the court is going to want to make a decision as to whether uh, the president's involvement in January 6th is is grounds for him to be removed. I think they're going to want to say that a like the, uh, these 91 indictments need to work their way through the system um, before uh, you know they can make a decision okay. about that. Okay, and, and okay, so on. onward. What is your second national political prediction for 2024? This one's more about the national news media, and I, I think we're going to see the national news media be a little bit more aggressive than has been typical in calling out anti-democratic behavior. I think one thing that these court decisions have done is that they've given cover to reporters um, who are afraid of being called biased. (laughs) And now they can say, no, a court has decided the former president engaged in an insurrection. And so they can be a little more direct uh, about their reporting about these things. Yes. Um, And I I think we're going to see a little bit more aggressive reporting about things that are good for democracy versus bad for democracy. Um, at, at once institutions start to weigh in, it gives national reporters a little more cover to report things that are verifiably true. Isn't the general public's um, overall perception of a bias in the media uh, supported and perhaps amplified by a point you made a couple of minutes ago with regards to the twin columns of, of, of very partisan, quote-unquote, news services, uh, what, I forget what you called it, something like the 24-hour-a-day drumbeat of shouting um, at the other uh, side. Um, don't you, how do you think that that feeds into uh, sort of a, a new paradigm of all journalists is biased. Well, all you have to do is look at MSNBC or all you have to do is look at Fox because so many people are getting the word uh, from either one of those of those channels. Yeah, you know, it, it's just so complicated because there there is not a thing really that is the media. You know, it's not like, um, you know, people at Fox News are meeting with people on MSNBC and deciding what they're going to do that day, right? You know, um, and, and, and so... You know, on the one hand, there's no such thing as the media. And then when we talk about sources like Fox and MSNBC, are we talking about the reporters who are reporting the news or are we talking about yeah. the opinion hosts who are yeah. doing these kind of shout fests, right. uh, you know? And, and so, you know, and then, of course, we have 
the place where almost all of these folks are getting their information, which is the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, you know, major legacy news outlets. And so, you know, there's not a lot of evidence that more mainstream traditional sources have an ideological bias in, in one way or another. Um, there, there's some evidence that news media uh, cover, you know, economic issues more conservatively and social issues more liberally. Um, but, you know, there's not a, there's not a, evidence that mainstream legacy news is ideologically biased. We only have about a minute left, um, and I can't let um, the opportunity pass to have a, a political thinker like yourself on. Uh, without acknowledging the passing of um, uh, uh, U.S. Senator Herb Cole, sure. what comes to mind um, as we, as we uh, consider um, his legacy? You know, he's uh, a person who we just don't see as much of in a contemporary political life anymore you know i think his legacy will probably you know be largely tied to keeping the bucks here uh, in milwaukee uh in some ways but he's given you know millions of dollars to the university uh, both for athletics and for the study of public policy um he was a reliable liberal in the senate but also you know voted for uh, the defense of marriage act um you know and so you know it, you know but but opposed a constitutional amendment banning same-sex marriage and so you know he was a person who you know, was a little more independent in his thinking um, and, you know, voted against free trade for the Affordable Care Act, um, you know, and, and has, a, has a record of supporting kind of more populist left-leaning issues um, in, in the state, but also being a person who, you know, did think for himself uh, and, and uh, you know, deeply, obviously, you know, cared, cared about the state um, as reflected in, you know, his public and private behaviors. Dr. Michael Wagner, thank you for ending your year with us here on the Friday Buzz, and keep singing. Will do. Okay, thank you. Uh, Mike Wagner is, the, is a UW-Madison professor of journalism and an REM fan. 